Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go to the podium right now out in Ashburn. Um, So good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for being here today. Uh, It's an incredible day for Washington football. Uh, I'd like to start first by thanking uh, my partners, Mitch, Mark, uh, Irvin Johnson, David Blitzer, and the rest of the ownership group for uh, supporting me. And also uh, Rick Spielman and Bob Myers, uh, they were incredible during the process. So thanks, thanks you all for the help. Um, <clears throat> today, when, we, when Adam and I were last here, we told you we were going to go find the best leader for Washington football, someone that we felt would lead Washington to be an elite franchise. And Dan, I'm so excited <laughs> that we're here together <clears throat> uh, and welcome to Washington. And so. After a thorough process, we'd love to introduce you to the city here. Um, Stacy, welcome to Washington. And on behalf of the city and the DMV, thank you both for choosing uh, to be on this mission with us in support of the city. So Dan, you've gotten down to work quickly. All I know is, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we got all together Friday and then uh, over the weekend, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, an incredible offensive coordinator, and Joe Witt, <clears throat> incredible defense of mine, uh, have joined our franchise. And obviously, we're very excited about those two individuals. I'll let Dan uh, describe them. But that's what it takes. <clears throat> it takes being able to attract the best people uh, to create a unit, to create a culture, to create a system, to create a team where you can then recruit uh, the best players on the field. You get the, when you get the best off the field, when you get the best team off the field, you get the best team on the field. On behalf of Commanders fans, I am thrilled to welcome you, Dan, Stacy, uh, Joe, and Cliff to the city of Washington. And fans, <clears throat> with your support, the future of Washington football is bright. Thank you for uh, your support. It's because of you all that everyone is here. Now I'll turn it over to Adam. Thanks, Josh. Well, when we sat, set out to hire the next head coach of the Washington Commanders, we wanted to, I said earlier we wanted to hire the best leader for our team. And we went through a, a really thorough process. As you all know, we spoke with a ton of great candidates. But our process led us to the decision that Dan Quinn was the perfect man for the job. Coach Quinn has all the qualities we're looking for. He's an unquestionably one of the best leaders in the NFL. You can ask anybody who's been around him, coaches, players. He's a top-notch communicator, an excellent teacher and developer, not only of players, but of coaches. And he's smart, he's driven, and he's 
really more than all, anything, a phenomenal person and just a great, great person who's going to lead this team the right way. Um, he's one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. He's proven that time and time again. He can build elite coaching staff, which, which Josh alluded to. He's already started. He, he attracts talent because of the type of person and man that he is. Um, he maximizes that talent, and, and that's what we're doing. We're building a great staff, and he's, he's really kicking it off really well. He and I have a shared vision that we're going to build a team that, with the play style and the identity that you guys will all love to watch. The fans of the Commanders, not only just here in the DMV, but all over the world, will love watching Dan's team play. Um, Dan and I are going to be in lockstep in everything we do. We already are, and we will continue to be. We will keep the team and staff connected. He has a track record of tying building, buildings together, and he's going to build, tie this whole building together from the lunchroom to the meal room to the weight room to the equipment room to the locker room. And that, that's how we're going to do it, and we're going to all be moving in the same direction. So I can't wait to work with Dan. We, we're going to embark on a really, really fun journey together. This is going to be a great and important offseason. We've already started, but the work is just beginning. So with that, I want to hand it over to our new head coach, Dan Quinn. All right. Man, this is, uh, this is such an awesome moment. And what an outstanding privilege and honor and absolute joy to be sitting here uh, beside these outstanding men and joining them in this opportunity to, to have the vision of this historic franchise. So thank you to, to Josh and to Adam and to everybody in the organization and the ownership group that's, uh, that's been a part of this. So spoiler alert, you'll hear me say often, uh, be where your feet are. And actually, I try not to say it. I do try to live it. And I'm pretty good at it, too, with one exception. Over the past few years, there's five words that have probably tested my feet and my head if I get another shot. And as a coach, you prepare for it, you study for it, and there's some lessons that you can't study for. There's lessons that you just have to live. And sometimes through success and sometimes also through adversity, but once you learn those lessons, all you want to do is grab them and run and prove it. And uh, so let me tell you, I am ready to run and prove it. Run like hell. And uh, I'm a little older, maybe a little more chrome, and uh, hopefully a little bit wiser. And, uh, but I'm also incredibly grateful uh, for all of that that has led to my feet being here. And actually, back to here, um, although I grew up a Jersey kid watching the NFC East, um, for a long time, and, and uh, that's what football was to me. That's where my first love of it came. But I also spent a good deal of my 20s here. Uh, I went to Salisbury University, about two hours south of here. And the best part of that was my wife, Stacy. And so that was the best call I ever made to say, hey, you want to go out? So she said, yeah. And I said, all right. So 29 years later, here we are. She is my ride or die and has been with me on this uh, football life that is ups and downs. And, uh, and it's an absolute awesome life that we share together. So I also uh, did football and track there, and uh, I also started my coaching career in Virginia. So my first coaching career was at, uh, first coaching job was at William & Mary, and uh, two guys on the team right now, you'll know their names, Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott. So Mike was a senior wide receiver, so he said, all right, I'll pick you up tonight, we're going to the fraternity party. I said, all right, this coaching gig's pretty good. You know, like I get to still do what I like to do. So next thing, uh, Sean was a sophomore uh, DB, and relationships like those are so valuable because in this league, um, you know, it's hard. And so having guys that you can lean on uh, for a long time, that's it. So uh, those guys too. And I also coached at VMI. So in my early 20s, Virginia was a big part. So 
Stacy and I, we know where we are, and uh, we know who you are, and we know what this franchise means to you and uh, what it will take to get it back to where it deserves to be. I know you're just starting to know me, and that's going to take some time because building trust, it always does. But I can't wait to start earning it. And that includes the players. It includes the staff, every single man, woman in this organization, and each and every fan, because that is who makes up the entire Washington Commanders team, all of us. And that's awesome because I'm going to give myself a little grace and allow one swear word here because I've done a pretty good job so far. I haven't had any people. And these guys here, these are some really good people. And uh, I cannot wait to get it rocking here. I can't wait. And so we'll hit the ground running. There's lots to do. And, uh, but I want to let you know, man, I've been waiting on this moment. And uh, so to be here with you guys today, I cannot wait to get this thing rocking. So with all that said, let's begin. On Kime, ESPN, you said, if I get another shot, the lessons you learned, what are some of the key lessons that you learned to apply, that you can apply here? Yeah, that's an awesome one, John. I think first and foremost, um, in leaving there, I wanted to make sure I did a 360 to find, you know, what would be some potential blind spots, you know, that I did in, in a good way of trying to take on too much at times. And so that's why for me, coming into, you know, when I was looking, to, if I got another shot, there were a couple things that I wanted to find. One you know, was from the ownership side, a team that support, you know, the general manager side to be in lockstep and have a partner with. And then the third part, you know, was like a fan base that was really wanting to go get after it. The lessons for me was, man, be right. You know, it's the players and the team. And it came from a good place of trying to help and solve problems. But make sure, keep the main thing, the main thing, John. And uh, I had some time to test that in Dallas. And so that was good for me to go and do that and go through that process because I'm a much stronger coach today than when I took over, you know, years back in Atlanta. And so, like I said earlier, man, you, you want to run with those lessons and go prove it. And the best competitive moments in my life have come when you had to go prove it. And uh, that's what I want to apply. The other thing I would say is um, just having gone through the process with a bunch of people, uh, you know, Dan came in with a real vision for um, how to build a cohesive staff that work together. Uh, you know, I think it is more than just one person. Uh, it's a front office that works together uh, r with everything, analytics, sports science, player development, player selection, and then it's a coaching staff that brings a lot of both leadership and culture, but also play calling and innovation. Uh, and 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 Dan really had all that in his head. He had a plan, and uh, he's got a few more. You know, you saw this weekend, but he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve. Uh, and uh, you know, so it was really impressive. John Kime, ESPN. You're listening to point, the introductory press conference of Dan Quinn in Ashburn. At what point were you sold that Dan is the guy? And you obviously probably known him for a while or knew of him. So what point were you sold that he is the right guy for here? Every time we spoke with Dan, it became more and more clear that he was the guy. And we interviewed him twice, and both times it's like we're speaking the same language. And it was really, really cool. Had a great connection, had a great shared vision. So... It was almost right away that I knew Dan would be the great coach for us. Yeah. 
Hi, Nick Jafala with the Washington Post. Um, I guess this is for Adam and Josh, first of all. I know you guys have been through various coaching searches at past stops, but working together on this one, did anything surprise you about this process? I mean, look, obviously uh, the NFL has its own unique uh, approach, its own unique rules, a very thorough process. Um, certainly um, there are um, times where you're allowed to talk to people and not allowed to talk to people. So what that does is it creates you know, longer process, uh, and um, it was a very so it was very thorough, um, and and so um, you know, and then it was great working with Adam. I got to see him in action. Uh, I got to see all the relationships that he had around the league. Um, I got to see how prepared he was coming into the coaching uh, search, and then you know, obviously uh, how he uh, bonded with candidates and how he bonded with coaching candidates, and so all that. Uh, really uh, reflected well on Adam, and I was very excited to be working with him uh, through the process. Yeah, for me, Nikki, it was it's all new to me. So there's all real surprising. Obviously, there's a lot of different rules you have to go through. Um, the thing that really stood out to me is is having a thorough process leads you to the right person, and that that's really the big thing. I'm not I'm getting Dan. Mm -hmm. That's that's what happened. And for Dan. Um, You've, you've had interviews in, I think, each of the last two off-seasons. What made this the right time for you to make this move and with this team? You know, Nikki, I thought um, coming in, um, you know, as a coach who has done it before, um, I knew then what I was looking for. You know, I think when you're first going through it as a first time, you, you got to go get it and you got to go take it. After you've been through the experience, you want to make sure that you can align it exactly like you want to do to go kick ass. And so that's what I was you know, looking for specific markers, because if I wasn't going to find them, then I wasn't going to do it. And I desperately wanted to. But if the markers weren't in line to say, hey, this alignment between ownership, general manager, the club, um, I wouldn't have. So when this one was here, um, it was please call, because <laughs> this one um, is different. And this franchise has a historic mark on the NFL. And so that was different. I knew that was different. And so um, once I knew ownership, I knew general manager, organization, like everything checked, Nikki. And so it was uh, the one that like, was a, you know, a flashing light to me to, to say, this is, this is the moment. This is the one. Coach David Aldridge with The Athletic. Welcome to DC. Thanks, David. A um, couple of questions for you. One. As you looked at the personnel on this team, what kind of stood out to you as, I can work with that, I can make that work? Yeah, I thought, um, first side, I'll start with the defense, because that's, you know, unfortunately, that's sometimes where my eyes go first. But I would say, uh, man, was I impressed, you know, by the inside of the defense, you know, with the defensive tackles and knowing that it starts up front on both sides, man, it's, you know, defensive line and offensive line. So that was the spot that jumped out to me, you know, as the defensive tackles and then the skill, you know, at receiver. And you have to have elite players on the edge for the matchup. So when they come, David, you know, that's when you got to go attack. So those would have been the two things that jumped out to me. I certainly, you know, played against the club. So I know about more of the offensive players and game planning and studying, but, uh, this receiving group, you know, really had skill, and they would test you and push you and find matchups. And so, that to me, of guys, uh, that's where it stood out to me first. Uh, number two, in, in our personal lives, our spouses always provide this role. But in your professional life, who is the person that tells you that's not a good idea? Yeah, that, that you listen to. Yes, and I think you need that, right? You have to have somebody that can see around the corners and knowing and protecting your blind spots. And so when I referred to that 
person um, of what I was looking for, I was really referring to Adam to say in this relationship, it's built on trust and we go through it together. But in football, you know, the best of the best have this connection um, rock solid and, you know, at the core because they deal with things that no one else really does. And so uh, when you win more, you know, adulation, when you lose, it's harder. So having the person who's the partner to go through those experiences with is really important. And so I don't know if Bob Myers is here, but Bob and Steve had given us a little insight. I had known Steve as a friend and I hadn't known Bob, but I saw what good looked like between a head coach and a general manager, not just, you know, and there's other sports I've seen it obviously as well, but I wanted to do, we could do that for him and I a goal years from now to say, Dan and Adam, they did it the best that anybody's done in professional sports. And that's a super high bar, but that's the standard that we want to get it to because at the end of it, it's not about the credit or what it is. It's just about us over the long term kicking ass for a long time together. And we both share that vision. So um, on every organization and every team, you need that. And so that's why when I said why that was so damn important to me to find the right general manager to partner up with, because they're the ones that have to be shoulder to shoulder with you through the good and through the adversity as well. And so. Each person has that, and Stacey is that, no matter what. So she's first. She knows football pretty good, too. But professionally, it, it's Adam. Hey, guys, J.P. Finley with NBC4 and 106.7 The Fan. Um, Dan, this is a question for you. Your, your records as a defensive coordinator speak for themselves. It's all very impressive. When you were coaching in Atlanta, some of those defensive numbers weren't there. How do you take on your, your second chance here what you do differently as a DC versus a head coach. Yeah, isn't that the best? That's uh, that's one of the lessons to take on, to say, man, I've got to make sure, like, you know, after doing the 360 of leaving Atlanta, of spreading myself too thin. And so where I need to be is right there with the offense, right there with the defense and the special teams, and not allow outside things to, not outside things in the organization, just more things to go. So uh, the main thing, keep the main thing the main thing, and that's the players and the team. And that's why, you know, like I'll lean on Adam so hard. I didn't want anything other than that, you know, to be right there doing it. So good news, I had some chances over the last three years to do that and to prove that and to delegate and make sure I could keep the main thing and focus right where it needed to be. And that's when the best results come. So uh, you can't turn back the clock, but you do have to learn the lesson. And that's what I wanted to make sure when I left Atlanta, it was during the middle of the season. And so... You have time to reflect. It's lonely. It's disappointing. It's depressing. But you don't want to just rinse and repeat. You want to make sure, how do I take this, change it, and then make sure you get to prove it again. And so that was the silver lining in this. Like, I'm a better version of me today than I was, you know, three and four or five years ago. And so that's why I get to prove that. And then this one for Josh and Adam. Throughout the coaching search, it seems like it's been very collaborative. At what point does the collaboration maybe cease a little bit and it becomes more the traditional hierarchy that you talked about building? Or, or will it remain really collaborative throughout? Well, I think it's sort of now. I mean, it's all collaborative. I mean, first of all, you're always going to be collaborative. And, that's, and the alignment amongst the three of us, amongst ownership, uh, obviously coaching and front office is very important. But obviously... Um, you know, I hired, um, or I brought these these two gentlemen are sitting next to me because they know what they're doing, and they're gonna. Adam's gonna run the uh, front office and the football ops, and Dan's gonna run the coaching staff and the on-field uh, operation. And like, you know, I'll be there obviously and be educated and you know make sure that things going in the right direction. But you know, I'm not 
you know, these this is their job, right? So, um, you know, the collaboration will be there, but obviously um, their ability to operate and do what they do uh, starts today. Yeah, I agree. Um, Conference of Dan Quinn with owner Josh Harris, GM Adam Peters in Ashburn right now on Grant and Danny. Everything we do, and then with Dan, helping him, he's building his staff, so I'm going to help him with that. He's going to help us with finding players, so the collaboration is going to continue through perpetuity. Good UCLA word. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Teaching that itself. term. (laughs) (laughs) This is how Mal smarted here. This is Um, hi, uh, Ben Standig with The Athletic. Uh, Dan, welcome to town. Um, f- for you, uh, in terms of this new opportunity, how, how do you see yourself, I guess, what type of coach are you ultimately going to be? Are you going to be calling plays? Do you see, obviously, you're, you're familiar with your defensive coordinator. How will sort of that collaboration work as well? Yeah, I think the big thing to, to get across, like the essence of a head coach is to put it all together. It's not to be an offensive coach or a defensive coach or a special teams coach. Like, it's everything, and that's what the essence is of the job. It's the chemistry, it's the messaging, it's the play style, it's the attitude, it's the swagger. Like That's my number one job, to make sure all of this comes together. Um, obviously, I cut my teeth on the defensive side, so um, that part's important. But Joe will call the plays on defense, and Cliff will call the plays on offense. And I'll certainly be there. The game management portion is so critical. So I wanted to make sure the best version of me, like I said, is coaching the entire team and making sure our play style is so right that it's a nightmare for teams to play against between the personnel you know, that Adam puts together, the scheme from the coaching side, and then quite honestly for me, the play style to say playing against us is really hard. And the attitude, the speed, the effort, the ball hawking, the tackling, the finishing of blocks, the explosive plays, that's how you know, we create a nightmare to go against. And we're going to work our ass off to do that. But as far as play calling, um, I'll be involved with it, but those guys will call the game. But the essence of this job as a head coach isn't just to be on one side. It's to tie everything together. And that's when I'm at my best. And so that's what I'll do. And uh, for you and Adam, obviously, quarterback is such an important position in this sport. You guys may have the opportunity to draft one in the first round. And Sam Howell is here as well. How much of your conversations were about what happens at quarterback and how how important is Cliff to whatever it is you guys uh, plan to do with that position? I'll take that one. If you okay. want. Yeah. Yeah. We, really, we just got started, Ben. So we haven't even had discussions yet as the staff with that. Uh, obviously, it's the most important position on the field, and we're going to put a lot of time into it. But as of now, we haven't even got started on that one. Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. Welcome to DC. Um, why Cliff and Joe? Well, I think um, I'll take you back a bit. And so, when you're getting prepared for this, you don't you're not sure what job you're going to get. You know, you're you're thinking, okay, this, you know, opportunity, this opportunity. So it's a little different than being on their side where they were going to select, where on the coaching side, you were going to see where would be a good fit. And the coaching staff would be the fit irregardless of where you went. Okay, so for me, selecting a place that I would be able to potentially coach didn't have to do with did they have a quarterback or cap space or any of that. It was ownership and general manager and fan base and what you could create together because cap space changes, I was looking to say, how could we do something long term to kick ass for a long time and continue to play well, not just because they had won this or won that. So Cliff has always been somebody um, that I've kept up with. Um, Years ago, we both coached in college. And uh, we first met each other at an award show and just kind of hit it off on that time. 
and then competed against each other. I certainly followed his career, you know, through his time at Tech and then into Arizona and competing. And so in the same way of why I wanted to hire Kyle years ago, like he was hard to go against. He would stretch the field horizontally and vertically and going against Cliff, those same feelings you had. This is going to be tough. Matchups, formation, <coughs> speed, shots down the field, aggressiveness, boldness to go. And so as a coach, you were writing down some names if this is something in your future that said, if I get that shot, this is somebody I would want to talk to. And so that's where the, the start came from him. Um, we're really pumped that he's going to be a part of it. Obviously, I know people talk about you know his acumen with quarterbacks, and that's proven. But he's also an excellent coach. He's not just you know a guy that's going to be with the quarterbacks the whole time. So I want to make sure I'm clear on that. And then with Joe, um, it's a little different because I had a chance to be shoulder to shoulder with him, you know, over the last three years in Dallas. And through that time, I've just seen the detail, the connection, um, the play style, you know. And so to play good defense, you better be a good tackling team and you better know how to take the ball away. And those are two things Joe and, and the units that he was charged with have been excellent at. And uh, I think over the last three years, you know, with, with Joe there, the team had been, you know, at the top of the league in terms of takeaways and defensive touchdowns. If you want to play good defense, you better tackle because there's so, I'm not talking about in the A-gap. I'm talking about there's space plays that happen in today's NFL. And so in that space, had he had the technique to go and make tackles where uh, guys like Cliff and Kyle and everybody else want to create all this space to say, you know, make it hard. So you better be a good tackling team and you better know how to get the ball away and show good disguises, you know, to make the quarterback have to read the coverages after he has the ball in his hand. And Joe's been exceptional at that through his career. So that's why when those moments come and you want to nail it, uh, you do it and you go for it. And so I appreciate Josh and Adam when the moment came to go be uh, aggressive, um, we were going to go do that. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 